What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, babe. Hello, my love. Uh, ready to talk about some sex? Let's get it on. Uh, that's weird. Hold on. Where do, what do I hear? Hello. Check, check. Hello. I'm getting like a weird... Do you hear like a feedback? Yeah. You hear that? Now, I did just go out into the world outside of our studio and started some laundry, but then I remembered to turn it off because we we're recording. Um, I have been vacuuming a lot, so it kind of just... It just feels... It just feels like my ears. Yeah, it's... Oh, man. Oh, my God. I feel like I sound so weird. What the fuck is that? Hold on. Hold on. How about now? Nope. Jesus Christ. Worse? Better? Oh, God. Oh, now now I can hear myself. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm saying. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. Check, check. Hey. I don't... don't, Now I don't hear it. I don't hear it either. Okay. That was weird, dude. What a weird thing that was. And now I, I still fucking kind of hear it. How did it make I you can't feel? tell if I'm tripping out. I don't know. It made me feel uh, Did really you take like, drugs while I was out of the room? God, I feel like I must have. Well, then, uh, who gives a fuck about all that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, as you can tell, we, we, you know, I've been doing this podcast thing for almost three years now, and I still have no goddamn clue what the fuck I'm doing. 
I'm proud of you because I look at what you do and I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? And I, you know, the other day you asked me to hand me some things or hand you some things like the Apogee and the splitter and the cords. And I was like, I know what these things are, but you've been operating them for like a couple years now. I have no clue how I've been operating them and still don't even know how they work. It's really impressive. Well, hopefully I'll fucking figure things out. Um, so babe, we're here. Mm -hmm. This is, we're episode two. Yeah. Season two. Are you going to announce every episode? I know. I should do that every fucking time. Uh, <laughs> but um, I'm, it feels good to be back. It was a good first week back. I, I agree. I'm psyched. We, I have like ideas flying through my head. Yeah. I'm the I'm, I'm same. I'm getting really excited. Like, you feel inspired? Yeah. It's inspired. Oh, I feel inspired too. It's nice to be back with you. I love this. Yeah. I like it too. Um, and uh, we've got a great episode for you guys today. We recorded this uh, with our guests that we're going to throw to eventually. Um, I can't wait for you all to hear it. Um but before we get into that, uh, I was having a conversation the other day with someone. I was out at a bar. I was out somewhere having a drink. And someone had mentioned how we never went through our like polyamory origin story, like how we ended up in an open poly relationship. I could have swore we went through this. I cannot imagine that that is true at all. Well, for this person's sake... And they said that they've listened to every episode. Uh-huh. I feel like maybe we should do like a little like uh, rundown on our our like take on the events okay. of how we ended up. How did we become polyamorous? How did we get into this weird situation where, you know, we both see other people, but also hang out with those people. And it's like this sort of cohesive, functioning, beautiful, symbiotic thing. So what I've been doing while you've been describing that is bringing up my stopwatch. Okay. So I think we should do this in two minutes D- or less each. Two minutes or less each? Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. All right. wait. I got to get the Who goes the first? This is uh, kind of fun. I like I think this. you need to go first. Oh, fuck. I'm, okay. You know me, though. I, I, I can't. I'm a long-winded. Uh-huh. You know what? I believe in you. All right. Okay. I'm going to say my version of the events. Okay. Give me a countdown. Okay. Okay. Uh, three, two, one. All right, we met, we became uh, fast friends, and that turned into a budding relationship. We fell in love with each other pretty quickly, um, and we started, uh, we were having lots of sex, and and I was a really horny young man, um, I still am a really horny young man, and uh, at the time, it, we, we kind of came up to this sort of like um, bump in the relationship where you felt like you couldn't keep up with the demand like I needed sex far more than you could provide and so one day you were like hey this is how I feel and so I feel like I can't keep up with your libido so I'm granting you permission if you feel the need that you ever need to like fulfill anything or you don't feel satiated go have sex with somebody else if you need it and I panicked and I was like absolutely not there's no way there's no way I can do this because that means that if I say yes to that then you can have sex with other people too. And I don't like the idea of that at all. So we shelved it. Um, But we were pretty like open sort of couple anyway. And we were talking about maybe like going to sex clubs and having threesomes and stuff like that. And so we were kind of doing that sort of thing. We're exploring that. And then fast forward a few years later, we were having a party here at the house. And this kind of conversation has come back up a few times here and there. This like, you know, keeping up with you, high libido, you low libido, Bridie. 
And we were having this party and I noticed that you were flirting with this young man here at the party at our house. And I didn't know this guy. And I went to bed early because I had to wake up for a shoot the next morning. And that night, I remember saying to you, hey, if you have the urge to sleep with this guy, I'm okay with that. And you were like, what the fuck are you talking about? And you were like, absolutely not. And I was like, well, I thought this was what you wanted. And you were like, no, what are you talking about? Like, we have to have a discussion about this. So we shelved it again. And then, oh, no, I ran That's out of time. Okay. Well, just so you know, I was going to then go into us being apart, you fulfilling a contract on PEI, you know, a year later. And us being like apart for an entire summer. And that's when we both said, well, how about this? You, if you want to like explore a a potential sexual thing with, say, your scene partner that you're doing this play with, go for it. And you were like, and if you want to explore, you know, Tinder or whatever, you go for it. And I was in Vegas swiping away on Tinder at at a bachelor party. You were on PEI. And you called me and you're like, I did it. I went on a date. I had sex with someone and it was fucking awful. And I was like, oh, I was, well, I was like, yes, <laughs> but I was also like, oh, I'm so sorry. And you're really upset about it. And then we kind of like went into it from there. I, I feel like doing that two minute thing kind of does it a disservice for people who actually want to know. Well, because I'm fucking fascinated because what party was that? And who was I flirting with? Because was, I do not remember it, that remember roommate, at all. Remember Sean, our roommate Sean? Uh-huh. It was his party. And I had to wake up for Leah Johnston's film shoot the next morning. And I slept in. Remember that? Slept no. in for her film shoot and was like, holy fuck. And I was supposed to be on set. Okay. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> He's still a reliable actor. You can hire him yeah, for your yeah, jobs. Right. You can rely on him to show up at time. Well, okay, how did so I do in two had, minutes? That was fucking great. But um, who was I? Do you know who I was flirting with? I have no idea who that guy was. No, he's he wasn't our friend. He was like huh. one of Sean's buddies. Huh. Interesting. Oh my god, we've had so many roommates. It was a rager of a party, though. Well, I only remember two parties of Sean's then, and. Uh, one of them was when they set the fireworks off in the backyard and I wasn't actually here for that. I just remember it because we got in some trouble for that one. But uh, what I wanted to say is that uh, uh, that's really fascinating. I think two minutes was a cool... I don't know if I could do that. A bit of a the whole time you were doing it, I was panicking about my turn. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, and I want to say, I feel like it does do a disservice for people who are kind of like, how do I, how do I bring this up in my relationship? Because there's a lot of... Um, nuanced details that oh uh, yeah go into, there, you have to, like esther burrell says as i the person i quote endlessly throughout all time um we have to leave a lot of room for nuance and complexity not everything's black and white okay but can i don't want to watch the stopwatch on my own phone so can you do it for me i will do it yeah so i'll start the timer <laughs> um and i'll give you a countdown okay all right three two one so Jeremy already told you how we met, but uh, we did have that conversation. I remember very clearly a couple years in him saying, you know, him his demand for sex or wanting to have sex more um, was it was it was higher than mine, and I was frustrated, and I was frankly I was feeling really insecure about it because I just didn't I couldn't meet it, and I also at the time didn't know how to communicate about sex very well like yeah I'm not really interested right now or yeah I want it right now and just even like introducing or making the the first move was like you know still kind of a challenge for me 
in in some ways because we had just we had passed the new relationship energy and it was like now regular maintenance look at me not at the clock look at me not at the clock sorry sorry sorry. okay and uh so yeah the sex clubs were happening i remember saying like i'm gonna need you or i think i'm gonna be okay with you having sex with other people the way i remember that is it coming up like basically once a year on average mm-hmm. where we would like take it out on packet, talk about it and never really seemed like the right time for one or the other of us. So we'd shelve it. And then when we finally came back to it and followed through on it was yes, when I was on Prince Edward Island and you were here and we were working separately. And I think I felt for the first time like we were so solid in our relationship and I for the first time like, y- you know, I really felt like I feel safe now and I trust you and I trust our communication to go here. And also there was a boy I wanted to make out with. And I was like, I think that if I feel this and I know how I feel about Jeremy, then I, I can put myself, I can put myself in that third person's shoes or that other person's shoes now. And I can, I, I can imagine it. So now's a safe time to try this because there's distance and I am not going to be sitting at home alone wondering whether Jeremy's coming home that night. Three, two, one time is up. Okay. That was well, good. You did a good job. Okay. Thanks. I yeah. think I got us a little further in the timeline. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think, I think it did. Yeah. 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 And so basically it was like, it was something that was in, in the in the works or in the conversation or at least like in our the backs of our minds yeah from like really early on yeah all the way up until you know five years in when we decided to like let's dip our toes in very slowly and i gotta say like looking back you know we've been together so how long we've been together we got together we started school we started dating in 2008. Yeah. So it's been like 10 years yeah. almost. It's fucking crazy. That's nuts. And uh, it was a couple of years in that we started having this conversation. And if you could, looking back eight years from now, when that first thing came up, I could not have pictured this situation. Oh my God, no. No, not at all. No. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's wild. It's it's night and day. So I think, I, of. I think actually here's the takeaway for me is like... you. If you have an image of what you think your relationship should look like and you want to know how to get from where you are to there, I would say just do the next logical step, which is like say it to your partner or acknowledge it to yourself or like, you know, just kind of realize that, you know, you have this thing about yourself sexually that you know that you want, whether it's poly, whether it's a particular thing you're interested in, whatever and just make little, little steps because the thing, image you have in your head probably looks nothing like what were it's you, actually going to look like. Were you playing the long game? Were you like like way back when you said, hey, if you feel if, if I'm not living up to your needs, go get it from someone else. Were you like, because, because someday I hope that we're both in love with other people, but still together. No, I had <laughs> no idea. I had no clue. Do you know how many times I've thought about that? Uh, honestly where i've gone is bridey just like a mastermind of the long game of no. just like of like you know like um you know you're watching like game of thrones and you're like oh they thought of this they thought of this years ago Folks. They've, they've been doing this for years and and they're you know like little finger you know little finger from game of thrones he's such a He's always just thinking 10 steps ahead. If i can tell you one thing <laughs> folks it is that i have no long game i have like an inability to look more than six months into the future i got no game period so i yeah i'm, uh, I'm hopeless you got game. You got oh, game. i'm joking we got we both got game um well that was fun that was a fun little like test of our 
I feel I'm glad that we both kind of like see it the same the same sort of way. And if we did cover it in the first season, well, there you go. A little refresher. Just bore you to death for like 20 minutes. We only took up four. Yeah, exactly. Um, Well, so another. So hey, if you're if you're just tuning in, you're just getting to know the show. uh, A, go back to episode one and start from there for sure. Uh, But also, we get these brain boners. People have been sending them in. We've gotten, you know, even when we stopped the podcast, we took the hiatus there, like the three or four month hiatus. We were still getting people write us, yeah. uh, email us their questions. And if you if you have a brain bone, if you want to send it to us, just a heads up, um, send it to our email. It's it'll it will be read for sure if you send it to the email. If you send it through uh, Instagram, it might get read. Uh, but and Facebook, it probably won't get read. Just send it to the email if you have a brain boner. Turn me on podcast at gmail.com. I love this moment because when we started this podcast <laughs> and you were telling people, reach out to us on Instagram, on Facebook, I email. Like, I was like, hey, babe, um, I would love to just have one inbox to check. You know what, like, though? Not how it's done. I was playing the long game <laughs> with that one. And I was going, let's get everybody involved and engaged to follow all the things. You know what? You're right. You're yeah. fucking way better at engaging people than I am. <laughs> <laughs> you, are. Um, you are. So what, what do we got? We got someone wrote in something. Yeah. Oh, this is this is super interesting. Yeah. Okay. This, uh, this letter is from H. Uh, just want to say, first off, that I love the podcast. You guys have really helped me uh, feel more in touch with myself in terms of my sexuality, and I thank you for that. However, I do have a question. My boyfriend and I... Uh, my boyfriend and I are really at the beginning of exploring a more open relationship. We have had a threesome before and it was absolutely fantastic. This threesome happened with another woman and the whole experience between the three of us was so rhythmic and fluent it exceeded my expectations. I would love to do it again with the same woman. There's just one kicker. She is my boyfriend's ex-girlfriend. She and I clearly have no issue with one another, and she seemed to have enjoyed herself with us and would likely be open to doing it again. A big part of me, though, worries that she could end up hurt. He ended the relationship between the two of them after he met me. So while the threesome was incredibly hot, am I being selfish to risk having feelings hurt with this particular lineup? Let me know what you guys think with Love H. That is so interesting. First of all, first, just first of all, how fucking rad does this person sound sounds great you know what i mean like as someone who's like someone who's like uh someone who is so thoughtful enough to think of like oh maybe the ex will get hurt in this situation and although i really enjoy it i don't want their like their feelings to get hurt like that's just that's just such a it's very thoughtful and very like you know Mm -hmm. mindful of the entire situation yeah um it's a sticky one. I don't know. Would you? Would you ever? Do you think you would ever have like done that? You know, like what, back in the day when I, we. I know we aren't doing this now, but back in the day when we were exploring threesomes, if I was like, "Hey, do you want to have a threesome with me and my my ex girlfriend?" Yeah, would I don't you ever, know. Ever done that? I mean, your ex girlfriend's a, a babe. She's, um, yeah, she's pretty hot. I I don't know if I would have been secure enough for that. I feel um, like it takes a lot of security. Yeah, for sure. Now. That being said, I'm trying to put myself in the position of this woman right now. I'm trying of to this like, of H or yeah, of the of the girlfriend of the of this of H of yeah. the writer. Um, 
and the other woman. I guess that's that's so dude. The other woman that that's what fascinates me. You know what I mean? It's like um, as the ex of of as the ex. I mean, she didn't really give us a whole lot of detail of like how the threesome went and how it felt. Um, yeah, and I wonder what the relationship is between the boyfriend and the ex. Like, do they have a pretty amicable relationship already, or is this yeah. like someone just you know popping back in just for the sex? Yeah. <laughs> It's like I feel like like so Becca and I have been have been exploring threesomes for the last little bit and it's been great. It's been this really like fun and engaging and exciting thing in our relationship. Um, and there's like there's times where so for for you know one example here is we we slept together with someone who it was I called it like a Becca sandwich. Me and this other woman were the bread. Okay. We didn't really have anything to do with each other. Okay. Actually, this is two, two times now. Okay. Me and the other woman didn't really engage, and we're just like, we're just like together, tag team fucking Becca. Mm-hmm. And it's, of course, Becca loves it. Yeah. Feels great for yeah. her, right? Um, <clears throat> we haven't really done it in a way where it's the, like, it's a Jeremy sandwich, but we've kind of done it in a way where it's, uh, a third, the third person sandwich. So mm-hmm. like Becca and I are the bread and we're really focusing in on this one on person. On the meat. On the meat. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm curious to know like what is the dynamics of this threesome? Because there, you know, there are, there are, you can have a threesome where everybody's getting, you know, just as much attention and pleasure and it's just like this amicable thing that's just going, being spread around very evenly. But then there's also times where it's like, all right, there's a lot of focus just on this like one person or, you know, the situation arises where it makes a little more sense to do it like this. And do you decide that beforehand? Uh, well, it, personally speaking, um, one of the times that Becca and I had a, had a threesome with a, a friend from out of town. She came, she came to Nova Scotia. She's from out of province, came to Nova Scotia to like visit. Um, that was like a very like, she was like, I don't want... Like, I would rather not have any penetration from Jeremy. Um, and Beck and I were like, yeah, cool. We'll just like, we'll just give you all the, the pleasure or or you and I can so pleasure was Becca. She, was she, okay, okay. It was kind of a Becca sandwich. I don't know. That, that one was a little more like everyone was getting what they wanted, but I was just, I was just sticking Only it in better. Becca. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, the other situation was like, this person's a lesbian. Ah. And so... Why would she want to touch you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, I, I, my hands are off of you because uh-huh. I know you're not into... Man hands. Ma- my man hands. My manly <laughs> man hands. Handles. Yeah, exactly. So that was like, you know, that was like a clear, like, this is decided beforehand kind of thing, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm curious, like, what is... I wonder what the dynamic was in this particular situation. Yeah. You know, like, is the is the ex coming in and going... Because like my mind immediately goes, is the ex is the ex going? Well, I really miss my ex boyfriend's dick, and this is a great way for me to get it. So like, is she like is she using H to get to the D, or or is she just like this very open minded person that's like, hey, me and this guy sexually we were compatible at once. I know it's gonna feel good with him. I'm attracted to H. So I would love to like engage with her. Uh-huh. I feel like the way that she lays it out, it seems like everybody's open to yeah. it. Yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. So if everyone's open to it, you would would hope that the feelings aren't an issue, but... So then to answer your question, I guess you'd ask her, ask him, how'd that feel? Yeah. Is that comfortable for you? Here's what I'm worried about? Yeah, yeah. Fuck, of course, right? Like if you guys are in a situation, a a position where it's like, we're we're having sex with your ex girlfriend. If it's that open and that it that's okay, yeah. Then for sure it must be totally fine and not weird to just put your hand up and go. I have a, this is my one concern. Well, that part might be weird. I wouldn't raise your hand. I mean, <laughs> usually you just you don't have to do that yeah. much as school would have had taught us otherwise. True, true. But to just in, interject and say like, hey, this is my concern. I feel like that's like a no-brainer. That's the way to go about it, right? Yeah, I guess I'm just thinking about how many extra words I said in my last sentence. So, but yes, I agree. And you're still going. <laughs> wow. wow. Um, that's cool, though. I re- like. I I don't know. I love that. I love that. Good question. Yeah, I love that situation. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it? I just said talk frankly, yeah. openly. Ask the people who are involved how they feel. Express your concerns if you have them, and your desire to pursue it further. Um, I feel like it is a bit of a can of worms, to be honest. Like, do you want to go there? But sounds drama filled. Well, not but, necessarily like drama, yeah. but it could take up a lot of time and your energy potentially. Yeah, I mean, oh, keeping it a one-time thing at least is like. You know, you can get some distance from that fairly quickly uh, if you want to and then reflect back on it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I I implore you, H, if you're listening, to get back to us. Let us know. Like, inform us how that went and how that all goes down. Can you give me a synonym for implore? Implore? Uh, did I just make up a word? No. Fuck. No, I love it. Uh, impl- you I, I implore word. you. I, I, I encourage you. I... Beg you? Those are great synonyms. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did I make up a word? No, no, that's a word. Oh, fuck. I do I that. Just... I sometimes do that. I'll make up a word and then I... And and sometimes people will call me out on it and I get really embarrassed. Like demasculating? That's my favorite Demasculating is a word? I think it's just emasculating. No. We literally had this conversation before on the podcast. D- look it up right now. Um, demasculating. It's emasculating? I'm pretty sure it's emasculating. Okay, hang on. Son of a bitch. Is it emasculate? Is it demasculating you that I'm emasculating? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not demasculated by you saying that. Here's the thing. I don't know how to use my phone to look things up. I'm my what? Everything's frozen. I can't look it up. You need to get a new phone, bro. Dude, this phone is a year old, max. Yeah, yeah it's a year old used. <laughs> okay. It, uh, all right, that's fair. Um, okay, well, that was that was fun. Um, anything else? You want to cover anything else before we throw it to this week's episode? No, I think I'm good. I think we're good. I'm I'm really excited about this. Uh, this is our, so our first episode with a guest mm-hmm. uh, for season two. Yep. We sat down with Elle. She was a, a very lovely conversationalist, and um, and yeah, we got into some like really kind of real talk. You know, the like the hardships of of becoming a sexual being when you are raised in a household stuck in the middle of like really con- like contradicting messages about sex. Yeah, yeah, coming up in a household where it's just like sex is 
not okay. And but the world is like, hey, you show me your like genitals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, we hope you enjoy this week's episode uh, as much as we did. And uh, and hey, before we throw it again, if you have a brain boner, hit us up. Turn me on podcast at gmail.com. And uh, bonus with your boner. Yeah, give us all of your bones. Just boner us up. <laughs> uh, okay, enjoy it. We'll see you on the other side. Like elementary? Uh, elementary school is in Ontario. You guys didn't do the ta ta tiki ta? No, tiki ta was tiki not tiki ti ta. No, tiki was it. Tiki was in. No, I only remember that. Yeah, ta ta ti ti ta. I was supposed to show you the value of a whole of a a half note, half, a note. half note, a, a semi note, and a whole note. I don't know. Ta ta ti ti ta. Ti ti is a semi half note. Tiki tiki ta ta. I mean, we're. Ticket, ticket. I think it's a sixth note or a fourth note. Um, so, L, I'm really like, I'm really excited to sit down and chat with you first. First of all, because a, I didn't think we were going to record today. Mm. Uh, literally went to the emergency room this morning, which was so dumb. Such a dumb way to spend you your morning. Break your penis again. Cock broke in half. <laughs> yeah, right in half. Right in half. <laughs> What'd you bump it on? Uh, just ran into a brick wall <laughs> with a heart on. Yeah, it was horrible. That's the hard thing about doing the doing the marathon here in, in Halifax when you're horny <laughs> and also half blind. Um, you just run into those brick walls with you're your pee pee. Running around, looking at all those boobs and butts. No, no, I had a, I had some lung issues, but anyway, it, it all got taken care of. So we're here recording. That's exciting, but also really exciting because we just like revamped our studio, mm-hmm. and I'm feeling really good about it. You know, like the spring cleaning, kind of like get everything fucking just like out of your all your shit out and like new shit in. And- yeah, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling that in the studio right now, mm-hmm. and also this is like. One of the first recordings we've done for season two. Exactly. Which is really exciting, too. No, it feels good to me, too. Um, the, the mood lighting is... Uh... That's the Philips Hue. <laughs> Philips Hue in the studio. Jeremy used to make fun of me for the the blood, the, the death becomes her light, lighting. I like the deep reds. But she yeah. does like that deep, deep, murderous, murderous red. red. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it suits the tone. Yeah. Um, so I'm but I'm also excited to talk to you because uh, you reached out to, to chat with us on the podcast. And I feel like we got some like stuff to dive into. Yeah, um, I didn't really give many details. I mm-mm. just kind of like gave a few tidbits, I guess. That's my favorite. <laughs> I love a good tidbit. Uh, I'm uh, first of all, let me just quickly ask. Uh How's how's uh, how's your sex life? Currently, so I'm in a relationship right now, so it's good. But also, um, I'm on antidepressants. Ah, and those goddamn so, SSRIs. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's not much of a sex drive, and the relationship's still pretty new. Um, so I haven't fully like he knows I'm on them, mm-hmm. but I I haven't fully talked to him like how it affects me. Um, but so far he's been, even though I haven't even mentioned that to him, he's been really understanding with everything. So are you pretty um, honest about it when you're like, I don't have a libido? Yeah. Yeah. And in the past, um, in previous relationships, like 
initially it's oh yes of course like you know i'm not gonna pressure you blah 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 and then they totally do like they say they support you they say but then they're you know fights are caused by you know only having sex like once maybe twice a week and they're like Mm -hmm. like oh is this because of me is this no i've told you what's up like i told you why this Mm -hmm. is happening which Um, like i have to say i like i i see both sides of it and and the reason why i see both sides of it is because if you had if you had if if we had been having this conversation say 2 years ago i would have only seen the side of of the is it me what's going on like why aren't we having sex yada yeah. yada yada because i'm inherently it seems i am i generally have like the higher libido in in a relationship but over the last little bit through some like health issues my libido has like taken a couple of really deep 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 plunges and and now i understand of like the the feeling of going ah no you know what i don't have this i don't have the like physical capacity to do this right now i don't have the need or the desire to do this right now i don't feel good and and so like acting upon that and receiving the is there something wrong with me is there something wrong with us and going no it's and it's it's so frustrating. It's and frustrating. It, it also makes you feel shitty about yourself, which, you know, I'm on antidepressants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. that doesn't help yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. It makes me more depressed. Because um, you get that feeling too when someone's like what it, even if you're honest and able to say, like, look, I'm really not feeling in the mood and they're like, Oh, I understand. And then it's still eventually you feel the tension. It's the thing that couples argue about the most. All the time, yeah. We had major issues with that. We had huge issues with that. Yeah, and communicating about it. But then then as soon as you realize that tension is there, even though you've been honest, there's just like this, ah, I'm failing in some way. Like Mm. I'm Mm -hmm. not doing enough to make up for whatever, whatever those... There's so many complicated, I'm sure. In this relationship, I've also managed to kind of get away with it, actually, because um, he lives in another province. Uh Aha. Yes. That makes it so much easier. (laughs) Yeah. So we still get to see each other um, usually at least once every two weeks, which isn't too bad. Yeah, that's quite a bit. Um, Yeah, for different provinces. That's a decent amount. So, So, but you haven't told, you haven't like been fully upfront with him. Well, it's still kind of, we've been dating for probably about five months now, but because it's long distance, it feels shorter. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I have been upfront with him, but there's there's obviously things we haven't discussed just because it hasn't come up. Mm. And currently, there, he hasn't said anything about, you know, how much we're having sex or how much we're not having sex. So I haven't really felt the need to, not to like, dive into yeah. Like, oh, this is why. Not <laughs> right, to like yeah. interject or like push mm-hmm. my own sort of thoughts on this, but... Uh, but to do exactly that. Yeah, but <laughs> but also uh, it maybe it might be a good idea to yeah. kind of like just broach that subject like right off the bat because it's, I feel like it's it's one of those things. Well, I, I from what you just said, from what I gather is that it's, it's a common theme that you feel like it comes up, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, to just kind of get it off your chest right off the bat. Also, this is me, like, this is sick boy Jeremy coming in now and talking <laughs> about, like, B 
be open, be open. Like yeah. just don't like why hide any of that stuff? Um, it's who you are. Like embrace it and let that be a part of you. And also let like, don't, don't feel shame about that and don't try to hide it. Just let it be you so that everybody can accept that. And I don't know. I, I but, but again, it's like easier said than done. Right. Yeah. Like, but also, and there's a time and a place to be like, totally. Yeah. This thing that you're bringing up for the first time, actually, it's not a new thing. It's something that has kind of been following me around forever mm-hmm. or it's a part of who I am. Um, now that you've brought it up, I can address that. But like if you meet someone new and you're like, here's some things you need to know <laughs> totally, about me. Totally. But like five months, that's not First new. date. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, like five, five months is a pretty decent amount of time. But it hasn't come up. True. It hasn't become an issue. But what I'm saying is bring it up before it does. Yeah, but what if it never becomes an issue? <laughs> that <laughs> that is that is not the smart way to go about it, I think. <laughs> but that's a thing too, right? Like there when you get into a new relationship and you're like, you know what? That that thing that showed up so many times before that I see now, that's That'll not gonna never happen. happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so so SSRIs are uh, kind of quelling. Yeah, dampening the uh, the old sex drive there. Mm-hmm. Is that newish or like what's the? Um, no, it's been about a year and a half, I think, maybe closer to two years. For people who don't know, and and, and maybe this isn't your your you know uh, specialty, or like maybe you don't know, but do, can you describe what it is or why it is that people who take antidepressants or SSRIs, um, why it sort of dampens the sex drive? I honestly have no idea, but I know it's one of the most common side effects. Yeah. Um, like the second I got prescribed it, she that was the first thing she said. She's like, you'll you'll feel this. Um, and at first it took actually I felt the positive effects of the drugs before I felt those side effects. Um, so one thing that uh, I have on my my list to talk about mm-hmm. is um, I used to get really bad anxiety around sex. Um, and I'm talking full-blown, ridiculous panic attacks in bed, like talk about, hyperventilating, talk, crying. Like like pre-sex freakouts? Yes. yes. Whoa. Um, and so uh, the drugs helped with that almost immediately. Right. Um, so I had like maybe two months of awesome sex because I didn't have the lower libido yet oh, and I didn't have the anxiety. Uh. So I was like, yes, this is amazing. And then all of a sudden it just dropped. Like, And I was like, I don't feel like ever having sex again. Did oh. you ever, like with the antidepressants, was that something that was kind of like a, on your mind for a while before you're like, okay, I'll try that? Um, It was years of buildup. Mm-hmm. Um. And it was really the problem with anxiety and depression is that it's hard to identify it in yourself. Mm. Um, so one of my f- my best friends, she has suffered through anxiety and depression for years and years. She's tried absolutely everything. And, you know, I'd be talking to her, telling her things that were going on. And she would say to me, like, this is this is depression and it's getting worse like you have to go and I'm like no no like I'm just lazy like mm. I just need to get out of this funk like I'm just and she's like no if you can't get out of it there's something else going on um so she was really really important in in me making that step to go to the doctor and like within 10 minutes of me being at the doctor she was like oh yeah you have anxiety and depression mm-hmm. um 
So it's, yeah, it's really hard. I, I was struggling with it for years, probably five or so years um, before I finally worked up the courage to go to a doctor. Right. I was just wondering because I feel like um, CBD and like cannabis products are really being used in place. And that has the opposite effect for me on my sex drive. And I, I'm not, I don't claim to have any diagnosis of CBD anything. itself, like the oil, mm-hmm. like CBD oil. CBD oil, which doesn't get you high, but taken it, just like oh. orally. Mm-hmm. Are you it, taking CBD oil right now? No, I'm not. But oh. I've been thinking about it. I, I, w- I was taking a little bit for, uh, for like to help me focus for a bit. Really? Yeah. How did you find it? Uh, it helped a little. I, I took, find- I took a, I took a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Adderall, the yep. one that everyone's doing, the, uh, that hot new drug that everyone's doing. Out of van? No, like ad, no Adderall. Adderall. Like, yeah, yeah I, I took an Adderall for like studying. Uh, it's not studying. I was writing a speech and I was like, man, I can't focus. So I took some Adderall. It helped big time. Right. I only had one, so I couldn't find any more. But a friend of mine was like, try some CBD. Yeah. And so I tried it for like a week, and it actually really helped. Yeah, I find it's like. Um, I've been a regular like cannabis user for a long time, like 15 years and pretty regularly. And, uh, and I have anxiety, I would say j- like just to self-diagnose. Like I, I think I carry a little more anxiousness than I would like to. Um, and it, and it like gets in my way and, and sometimes I dip. I don't, I don't, I don't know about the depression, but anxiety for sure. And I hear, feel that like what I, what I hear is that it just like allows you to, um, I don't. I don't want to get like high all the time. I just kind of want the effects, like the mm-hmm. the mental and emotional and physical effects of it. I f- without it's it, funny. Like I feel wow. like CBD is turning into this. Like I've never even heard of it. Oh no! Oh, it's no. like it's beca- it's becoming like uh, almost. I don't want to say cure all because like I hate that word, but like <laughs> I I've heard people refer to CBD oil for every fucking thing. It's medicinal. And, imaginable but also there's like there's not a lot of there's not a lot of like scientific studies that have gone into it because it's because it's cannabis yeah and that's all starting to change and i don't know i'm really excited like i feel like there's a lot of uh yeah there for sure is cool it'll probably do some wonders for for lube too to be honest with you yeah well we've we had that we had yeah we had some but it was like thc lube Oh, it was, but it wasn't supposed to get you high. No, but it got my dick a little high. <laughs> it didn't make my, what it, does that, that feel it like? Is, it is, is like over there playing <laughs> video yeah, games, yeah, exactly. eating chips. Yeah. Uh, no, it did, but, but I did, it did feel a little tingly on the, on the, on the head of my dick. Oh. Turn me on. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. Anyway. Okay. So, so, um, coming back to the SSRIs, kind of like putting a, a damp, a damper on your sex drive. Um, is that, is that something that like you are, how do you, how does that feel? Like, do do you feel it's, it's really just like it at first I almost didn't even notice. Um, but you just, yeah, you have no sex drive at the time I was single. So it wasn't that big of a deal and I'm not, I'm not the kind of person to go out and pick up or anything. So I didn't even really notice, but then it was like, oh, I haven't even like, needed to masturbate or anything in like two months i was gonna wow. ask yeah like does it affect your own need yeah, to like, get yourself off nothing like it, it, the thought didn't even come to my mind like it's it, so i didn't even notice because yeah. 
Yeah. It and wasn't like I like, tried and Jesus, nothing happened. Jesus, when was the last like, time I came? Yeah. yeah. That's like, probably, that's a very healthy thing. You pull out your wicker basket of sex toys and it's just like just a layer of dust. dust. Yeah. <laughs> you just blow it up. Apple tumbleweeds yeah. come out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, that, that's got to be hard because like I, I, the one of the things that when I went through this entire like health thing in October and, and November, it, that was one of the things that that really affected me the most i think was the drop in libido the the lack of sex drive like it it really affected me and because i'm a pretty sexual person most of the time um and like i i feel like if i if i had to start taking antidepressants today and that was the effect jewelry isn't a gift you give just once it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Like, I'm the kind of patient that I feel like I'd be like, fuck these drugs. Like, I'm, I'm out. Like, check But also out. it's dangerous if you just stop taking yes. them. Right. My yeah. baby sister had a stroke. Really? She was um, my baby sister. She's 24. But um, when she was 18, she was taking antidepressants and then she just stopped um, uh, unexpectedly. I didn't know this. Yeah, she stopped. She was 18 or 19. She stopped because she was like, I don't want to be addicted to things. Um, And she had a fucking stroke. Whoa, I didn't know that. That's intense. Yeah, Yeah, they really warn you like when they give them like, do not stop taking these without coming back in and talking to us. Yeah. Which also is kind of because they only give you like a month to two months supply at once. Mm -hmm. So Mm. it also is like, what if I just don't want to come back in to get this refill? Yeah. You're making me come in so often. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's come back to the anxiety, like Mm -hmm. the, the major anxiety attacks. What's that? What do you know what that stems from? Um, actually, so I think I just kind of pinpointed it, um, this week, actually. I thought you were going to be like in the last five minutes. No, like, (laughs) uh, imagine, but, uh, no, it, it, and it started, years ago probably three years ago I guess um and I only really realized it this week um I'm seeing a new therapist and we're diving into stuff and um I love that yeah and it it was kind of like an 
oh, that makes so much sense moment. And it was uh, like a, a sexual assault that happened to me. Uh, you know, years ago and years ago, and it was kind of I'm really good at pushing things down. Oh, like that just, little thing. Uh, well, that little, I, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so even at the time, like I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't tell anybody. Um, it was a friend of all of my friends, kind of thing, and I just like shoved it down. Was mm-hmm. like, whatever, moving on. How then, how young are we talking? Uh, so this would probably have been. Three, three to four years ago. So, okay, okay. like 23, 24. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I, I, I think about that of like repressing memories. And I know that it that it can happen to some people where it's like, yeah, I was like a seven-year-old kid and it happened and I forgot well, I about it. I remembered it. I just kind of like... Right. Didn't force myself not to think about think it. Think about really. it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, like, because I, I, I've, I've had those moments where I've... And I don't know if this is unique to me. I doubt it is if it's happened to me where I've sat and gone, have I, have I ever been assaulted? Oh my God. And like, I think that's occasionally. And I just don't know ch- it. Like, like, like as a kid. As a child. Yeah. Have I ever been like, was there anything that happened that I, and I just like have refused to mentally, but I. You're I, like, everybody around me did. Yeah. So how did, how did I not? Which is why I go into thinking that. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, it's so common. Yeah. But I but I haven't had that. And so that, I was kind of like, is this one of those moments? But <laughs> clearly this is like, no. now it happened. I remembered. I, was like, I just Yeah, you're like, fuck this. Yeah. I don't want to look at it. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. But then in retrospect, thinking back, um, you know, <laughs> we were talking about anxiety, my anxiety and everything in therapy and... And then I was thinking about the timeline of everything. And it was about three or four months after that happened that the anxiety started. Ah. Uh-huh. Um, or the, the the panic attacks, Completely I should say. unrelated panic and anxiety attacks. Yeah. Well, I, I never <laughs> clued it in. Wow. And what, but, would, what would those attacks look like? Oh, it, it the most embarrassing thing. And I didn't even, it took me years to classify it as a, a panic attack or anxiety. I literally would just say, oh, I'm crazy. This just happens. Um, so uh, <laughs> I this is a story that I had to tell you guys uh, that I thought would be kind of funny. The first one I had, um, I was going through a breakup and one of my girlfriends is, she's, you know, the friend that loves to go out and pick up. Like that's, you know, she's that outgoing kind of person. And I've never been that person. And uh, so she was like, you know what? You just need a rebound. Let's, girls night, we'll go downtown. We'll get all hot. You'll pick up. You'll be over it. It'll be fine. So we go downtown and this was, yeah, but three years ago, that winter where we were just getting hit, oh, snowstorm yeah. after snowstorm after yeah. snowstorm. And so we go out and I ran into uh, someone that I actually went to elementary school with and hadn't seen him in, you know, 15 years. And you walked up to him and you were like, hey, ta-ta, ta-ta. <laughs> well, and he was know. like, we never did that. <laughs> yeah, it didn't happen. What are you talking about? <laughs> um so yeah he bought me a few drinks and he was like hey do you want to come back to my place so I said okay um so we went back and you know make it to the bedroom and um shirts come off and he goes to take off my pants and I just freak out um not like in a violent way or anything (laughs) um but I start bawling hysterically hyperventilating like fetal position shaking like oh my god yeah really bad um so embarrassing of course 
um, which what's, was making what, it worse. Like, yeah. it's making oh it continue because I was so embarrassed God. that it was what, happening. Is he just like, ah, 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 Yeah, so this was uh, the, the most ridiculous part. I finally calmed down, like, I don't know. I honestly have no idea how long it lasted. It felt like forever. Um, <laughs> but I finally calmed down and obviously was, like, not in the mood to fool around. Um, so we're just kind of laying in bed and chit-chatting. And then he looks at me. And he's like, so are you at least going to give me a blowjob? Not the way to deal with it, bro. Are you fucking shitting me? Like, did you really just say that to me? Um, Ta ta ticket, get the fuck (laughs) out of here. Okay, obviously that is the uh, response now. But in the moment, what was your response? Even in the moment, I looked at him and I was like, "I, I need to get out of here. Um, so this was the, the the funny part. This is where the snow comes in. Uh, and oh, it's like no. four in the morning, of course. Enter and a complete snow. blizzard outside, like whiteout conditions. Tried to call a cab to go home. No, Cabs happened. are off the road. <laughs> so I had Fuck. to stay there all night. No. And then in the morning, we just kind of looked at each other and he like walked me to the door and I was like, I, I'm pretty sure I gave him like the, 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 the like gun. gun. Did you go through was like, every bye. contact oh. in your phone to be like, I seriously did coming to get me. I'm not even kidding you. I went through everybody and everybody I could think of that was like within an hour walking distance of there. I was like, please be up so I can walk to your house. Oh. I don't even care how long it takes me. Like I, I need to leave right now. I feel like if I like I'm just thinking about. All right. Say Jeremy was a woman <laughs> and I was in that situation. I like I feel like I go oh you want oh yeah you want to blow do you ever watch that video it was for it was a college humor video of the redheaded uh stand-up comedian what's the show on Netflix that she's in she was in the same comedy group as like Donald Glover back in the day um anyway there's this video online it's one of the funniest short like sketch videos I think I've ever seen in my life name of it uh just look up like horrible blowjob comedy video you'll find it and she's like the whole concept of it she's like it's like pov porn you know it's like so the guy's got the camera and she's like i'm gonna give you the best blowjob and she's like looking into the camera right and he's like oh yeah yeah and it's like set up like sort of amateur pov porn totally perfect setup definitely don't google redhead blowjob (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's probably not a good one She's like, I'm going to give you the best blowjob. And she's like, I'm going to make it so dry. And she's like, she's got tissues and she's wiping her tongue dry. And he's like, uh, what? What are you uh, doing? No, don't, don't do that. That's, that, that's not, that's not good. And she's like, oh, oh, you don't like that? Oh, you're so kinky. She's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to give you this move, my favorite move. And she just starts going. Rubbing it between her hands. Rubbing her hands. And then she goes, and then she goes. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, oh. What are you what are you doing? She's like, Oh, you don't you don't like that? And he's like, No, don't ever do that. And she's like, oh, You're so kinky. And then that would be that would be a good revenge blowjob. I feel actually. like that would be hilarious. Like, oh, you want a blowjob? Yeah, sure. Just let me grab this towel and just like Just all teeth. Just Her name is Ellie Kemper. Yes, thank and, you. Oh, Kimmy uh, Schmidt, isn't it? Kimmy yes. Schmidt. Yeah, yeah, Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. thanks you. So it didn't occur to you to do that No. <laughs> no, of course not. I was I wanted out of there immediately. That, that's like my could, fantasy. I was stuck. Yeah, fantasy <laughs> like movie <laughs> script. I'm going, oh yes, and the girl gets revenge by biting his cock off it was literally the awkwardest night of my life that sounds horrible yeah. i like i i that's horrible for anybody listening any anyone who's a male who's listening 
if you ever have someone at your house and they start to break down crying, don't ask them for a blowjob. For sure, don't <laughs> do that. Like, absolutely, be just. We're gonna present. assume he, we're gonna assume he was kidding, right? We're gonna no. assume. No, he, the, the, you could tell, like the look in his face. He was, he was serious. And he was a like, piece of shit. Who are you? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Did I'm you like, get to know You him? are not who I remember from elementary school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happened to Little Who's that Pete? fucking dummy in the corner going, ta, 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 ta. Couldn't even keep a rhythm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got no yeah. rhythm, kid. Um, so did the, I'm, I'm assuming that this, this experience didn't help with your anxiety. No, no. Um, but it, it took me a long time to realize that it was anxiety. Like I said, um, especially since I, I just thought it was because it was a one night stand and I had never or attempted one night stand, I should say. And I had never tried to have one before Ooh. really. Um, so I was like, oh, I'm just, I just wasn't comfortable or something. I don't know. And so, yeah, I just said, oh, I'm, I'm crazy with one night stands. Like I, I just can't do it. Um, but then, you know, it happened other times with mm. people like with friends that I was sleeping with and like comfortable situations mm. um so then it was kind of like oh that's what that was that how did you get sense. over that how did that like how did that pass um well drugs yeah <laughs> oh so with the ssris once you started doing that and you had that sort of like oh before yeah. it killed your libido yes that was when you were like oh i get it yeah okay. yeah well i mean um that was one of the things that led me to go to the doctor was i kind of had a realization of like oh this is anxiety this is right this is what's what's happening because i um started having um <coughs> anxiety attacks outside of that mm. like for maybe two years it was only those sexual situations mm. that it was happening in so that's why i didn't really go in <laughs> Um, but then I started to have them outside of that. Um, not the full-blown panic attack crying and stuff. But, yeah. you know, like mini ones, Yeah, I it guess. was there. Yeah. Um, and one of my friends was a nurse, and I actually thought I was having a heart attack one day because my, my heart was racing, my chest was tight and everything. And I described all my symptoms to her, and she was like, no, it sounds like an anxiety attack that mm. you're having. And I was like, oh. And everything kind of fit in after that, so... Yeah. I had an anxiety attack last night. Did you? Yeah, because of my chest pain. Oh, yeah. And I think I've only had like two or three in my entire life. Um, yeah, it was really intense. And then I, and I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but I, I passed out. No. Actually, so I, intense, I I'm reading out. a book on anxiety right now, and I heard it's actually really difficult to pass out when you're having anxiety. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I just like... I conked out and then wow. I woke up this morning and was like, holy fuck, what I happened? I talked to someone about that. Yeah, well, I did go to ER. <laughs> like, I woke True. up and was like, I'm going to the hospital. <laughs> I passed out. I think I just fell asleep. I was so exhausted from the panic that I just fell asleep. Yeah, it is. It is really exhausting. It is. Um, and it, it messes up your sleep and everything, too, yeah. which makes you even more exhausted. Mm. Uh. And then on top of that, I might have sleep apnea. Really? Yeah, this is a thing. We should talk about it later. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I know that, um, uh, and maybe this is kind of like jumping around. I don't know if you had like a sort of chronological thing you wanted to go into, but I know that in your application, you had you had mentioned this whole thing about Dane Cook, and I really want to get into that because I found that really interesting as someone who's a an avid stand-up comedy fanatic. I, I love stand-up comedy. I, I follow it quite regularly i you know i'm like in the 
the know of like what's going on in the the sort of stand up scene. Um, and I used to be a huge Dane Cook fan when I was in like high school, I would say like early high school. And then something happened and I was just like, I, I totally fell off of loving Dan Cook um, and sort of despised him. I feel like I was around for that and it was like he was being accused of being a hack. There was some hack. There was some, yeah, some hack accusations. Yeah, and you were like, and I was like, fuck that. Yeah, and I just (laughs) totally gave up on it. Never looked into it anymore and just like left Dan Cook alone. But you had said something in your application where, and it it had to do with your vagina and Dan Cook and there was some sort of equation there. <laughs> yes. Um, so before I say that, I want to give maybe a little bit of my background. Absolutely. Um, so I was raised in a Pentecostal house, super religious. They're the, you know, crazy ones that the basically people. have seizures and scream the, in tongues. Yeah, they're the Jump tent? up and down. Okay. The, I was like, going to yeah. ask you to define Pentecostal, but I got yeah. a clear picture now. Yeah, they're, they're a little, they're a little nuts, though. I can well, say isn't that. Isn't that, that the my people with, like in the tents in like, in like, like Georgia? I mean, we had a, Set legitimate up a church yeah but <laughs> yeah but like the you, you know what i'm talking about like the, I do, the pentecostal the, the kind of like kind of yeah, crap. yeah yeah we i don't know if that's pentecostal because i i never heard of any like healing right magic-y okay. kind of stuff right um so i don't know okay but maybe but the intense shit yeah, yeah it's yeah. crazy um and so of course it's very conservative and um and my mom love her to death she's honestly an amazing mom, but there's certain things um, that weren't the best. She's very, uh, I guess, well, conservative, really. I'm just going to stick with that. Um, so to give an example, my my niece right now, she's two and a half okay. and, you know, loves to be naked just every two years. Who, what human doesn't love to be naked? Let's I be know. real. Um, but two and a half, she doesn't understand like social norms. So she's like, ah, look at my vagina. Yeah. Um, and uh, she's in the bathtub and, you know, just kind of discovers her vagina and is like, oh, what's this? And poking around in there. And my mom was giving her the bath and was like, pulled her hands away and was like, no, no, you don't touch that. Like, no, you don't touch that at all. Like, never. never. And told my brother to like oh make sure she doesn't touch like she's two and a half it's not like she's trying to masturbate like she it's like it's like discovering your toes you know you're like oh how do i know these are here oh Mm -hmm. i'm gonna touch and see and um and so that's that's how i was raised right like everything related to sex related to genitalia anything was very off limits don't touch don't talk shame ridden yes absolutely and um, so the only, I mean, you know, she gave me a very bland sex talk. Um, like, this is what happens when you get married and you want right. to have a baby. This That's, was Adam. This was Eve. They wore yeah. leaves over their vaginas and penises. Exactly. So the only, um, so first off, it made me very, not very comfortable to go to her with any problems, with any issues, whatever, mm. or questions. Um, so the only real like sex education I got was from school and now they're not showing you they're showing you like little cartoon pictures and again it's they're not talking about female pleasure or you know this is what's going on down there it's just like here are the organs this is how you have sex you Done. will get pregnant you might die you yes you know, in my cetera, in my ta ticket ta times they I remember they showed a video that fucked me up 
Actually, it was a little later than TT Tata. It was like junior high, and it was a it was a it was a video. I don't know if they showed this at your school. No, in there Ontario. was there was like cartoon video. Okay, they showed us a video of a baby blasting out of a vagina. No way! And that in school they showed that fucked. Yeah, we all had wow. an option to leave. I didn't, and I should have, because it has it stayed with me. Mm. It's made and it makes me so weak. Anyway, well, yeah, side so, story there. Yeah, side 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 pretty dry. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so basically, I mean, I I had no frame of reference for how it's supposed to look down there, how mm. it's supposed to feel down there, what what you do with it. Like, yeah. it's like who does though? Like, I I don't know if I've met anyone who had like a a really solid sex education. I don't think I don't think our generation got that. True. Unless your parents were like really cool. I don't think many, I don't think, me, I didn't, I didn't, and my parents are fucking super cool. Yeah. And I didn't even get that. You but know what I mean? a lot of like, people end up trying to figure that stuff stuff out themselves. For themselves, yes, which um, you couldn't. I was too shamed. That's like, right. Like, I didn't want to look at porn because I was like, oh, that's bad. I'm not supposed to do yeah. that. Like, And I would get so nervous anytime... Like, I tried multiple times. Like, I would Google the page or whatever, or what, you know, yeah. ask Jeeves or whatever the hell was going on back then. And, it's like you had your own, like, your own curiosity and, taken away from yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so I was always terrified. And uh, the Dane Cook thing came in. Um, you know, I think I was probably, you know, grade eight, grade nine, somewhere around then. And uh, we were all hanging out at my friend's house. You know, he was the cool friend whose parents you know, let you chill in the basement and watch whatever you wanted. And he had on some some Dane Cook special or whatever. And so we're watching it. And uh, I remember he cracked some joke about um, like how disgusting like the the roast beef curtains or whatever right. are. And uh. and this was the first time I ever actually heard. And I, I honestly now after the fact, don't even I have like a regular looking vagina. I'm not even on that extreme end of, you know, huge labia or whatever. But this was the first time I like had heard talk about what that was. Yeah. And everybody in the room was laughing and all the guys were like, "Ew, that's so disgusting, blah. Mm. And it really made me so, so like even I was already quite self-conscious about everything um, because I didn't know what normal was. Um, but it made me even more self-conscious about it. And I, I was, I, you yeah. know, Jeremy, you, you, the first time I ever had a conversation about the, the first time it ever even occurred to me that vaginas looked different from mm. one another mm -hmm. was in a conversation with you, Jeremy, with when me? I think I was probably like 24. I hadn't even, it had not even occurred to me as I didn't have porn in my life. I, we, my parents had the joy of sex in the living in the den of the study it was this book it was a sex book it was clearly an adult sex book all pencil drawings like really beautiful illustrations and it's like it's like an erotic manual and i can't imagine they used it i mean they had four kids but like other than that <laughs> they definitely i can't like they were using it at some point they yeah. had four kids your dad had like 10, ten before then you yeah. know what who knows Maybe, you yeah. know, who knows but that it had never occurred to me that all vaginas didn't look identical 
because what, what do we have a conversation about what did i say we, i don't know we were talking about it it came up somehow i remember exactly the apartment you were living in it's when you lived with jamie and we were sitting in your bedroom Just and you were like trinity Bellwoods. you were like what you were like i don't know why i brought up the appearance of my vagina and you're like let me show you something and you brought up like a bunch of porn and you were like here's all these vaginas yeah they they all look i mean and you know what i i it's I don't remember this conversation, but that's the story of my life. I don't remember a, a fraction of the things. <laughs> my that, grandma says it's because you have CF and you don't get as much oxygen to your brain. Your grandma is probably <laughs> fucking bang on, she spot on with that. Um, but I don't remember anything that I've said. But th- it's funny that you say that because I feel like a lot of people don't realize that vaginas, just like dicks, come in a whole bunch of different sizes and shapes and looks and and widths and depths and like it's there's this there is this um amazing book at venus envy and it's just a photo book for the most part it's it's mostly just photos and it's all vaginas Page after page after page all different vaginas different colors that needs to be different genders like middle school girls a hundred like, fucking percent this is this is everything labias that are outside you can't put that shit on are... instagram we need yeah. that we need that that yeah, yeah. Image share. That, like it, I should, everything uh, uh, sh- uh, it's only been the last year even that i've realized even up until last year i i still thought i had like this giant disgusting vagina and then i started watching porn only oh, yeah, a, only about a year ago. Yeah. That's that's how late to the like I'm 27. Yeah. Only about a year. Well, ago and that's what I mean porn. is like, I feel like there's a lot of people who don't realize. Yeah. I mean, like there's and I'm different. Like, oh yeah, totally normal vagina going on here. Yeah, like, some sweet. people have gigantic <laughs> clitorises, like larger hoods, labia that like are, that fall like fall out, labia that are all tucked in tidy. Like it's it's so funny. It's a because very. I'm a woman, but I'm sure you've seen more vaginas than I have, Jeremy. <laughs> I was like I've never addicted seen to one porn in like for like life. years. <laughs> Are you like, kidding me? Real. I've never seen one in real life. Okay. Not, not up close. No. Let's, well, guys, let's show each other <laughs> yeah. our vaginas. Let's go. Yeah. Skirt lifts up. Honestly, yeah. I remember my older sister saying to me one time, do you have pubes yet? And I was like, that is not a question I feel comfortable asking. And, you know, she wanted to know if I had pubes and if I had started masturbating. And I was like, no, 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 no. We're not having this conversation. That's uh-huh. humiliating. Mm-hmm. And she was like, but when I, and she was uh, seven years younger, older than me, older than me. And she said, when I got my first pube, I walked up to my best friend and I was like, look, <laughs> like something to be proud of. I, don't I know. definitely didn't. I hit puberty at like nine. Okay. So yeah, that was also contributing to my delayed sexuality we'll call it um because not only did I have the you know kind of sex shaming household and environment um but I was also sexualized really young Mm -hmm. um so I often got mistaken for 17 when I was 12 right um I am let's call it top heavy okay uh and I was like that at 10 years old okay um so yeah, I looked a lot older. And of course, at 10, I'm not thinking about, I'm just wearing what everybody else is wearing. So in the summer, I'm wearing little shorts and a tank top, but my tank top is filled with boobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so walking down the street just to, you know, go get ice cream or something, I would have trucks, like a truck 
follow me right filled with men and i am 12 years old and they would follow me down the street and cat call at me and and so i yeah i got sexualized really young in a sex shaming household so it Ooh. really that's pushed, wow. all, pushed all of that away Man, from me i really just wanted nothing to do with fucking it fucking crazy huh. mix up yeah yeah because you also mentioned in your email that your parents separated or your dad ah, left. Yes, yes. And how old were you? And um, so I think I was around five, maybe. Um, and it was kind of a it. It was very much a shock coming from the the kid standpoint. Now that I know the real father figure that I had it's not so surprising but um he was a professional gospel singer okay um you know Christian I'm I'm doing air quotations right now Christian man um but meanwhile he's cheating on my mom with some like slutty biker bitch Satan values Christian man with some Satan values you know what I'm saying so he eventually yeah left mom for her hid it from us he like faked he she was always at the apartment that my dad moved into and he told us that she uh she was a neighbor she was there getting some christ values yeah but like we saw mail with her name on it that was my dad's address right. and we're like mm. and oh, at, wow. i think i was like five or six i walked in on them having sex like she was bent over the bed whoa i had no idea what was going on i like bawled hysterically oh like my God. i thought he, i thought he was like murdering her like i didn't know what was happening um yeah so there was a whole lot of whole lot of fuckery going on okay there. okay 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 there's a lot to unpack here <laughs> yes there's a, i'm getting um, a lot i'm getting a lot of like inspiration for scripts you know i'm like you know the the the, the how the bloat. to fuck up someone's childhood yeah, yeah, yeah it's like something from hell on wheels and okay. then the shitty blowjobs like I'm, we should write a story babe. Here, here's here's a quick quick bang out of questions okay, okay. you actually you remember that you have yes. a mental image of that mm-hmm. and uh do you have any siblings I have an older brother. An older brother. How much older is he? Six years. Okay. Was he around or during that time? He was around. So he understood. Like when I came back and told him, he knew what was going on. And he kind of thought it was funny. What was his opinion of your <laughs> of dad? Of course he did. Of course he did. He was like, oh, yeah. dad had the biker bent over. Yeah, it was, just, it was, it was Bible study. <laughs> Pulls out the dictionary. Yeah. And he was like doggy style. Yeah. Um, so, but like, were you, so you could just, I don't know, I mean to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like you were were and you know have and are upset about that event in your life, like your dad leaving with this woman. Yes. That you so he's actually he is actually married to her and still with her. Okay. Okay. Um, Does she still drive a bike? Yep. And deal drugs. <laughs> I don't know oh, about that one. Oops, sorry that that script but is just is... Going, going wild in my head. <laughs> There is, me and my brother were never fans of her okay. um, for many, many reasons. Um, still to this day? Still to this day. Oh. Uh, well, now we actually don't talk to my father as well. Oh, she's, wow. Okay. She's one of the main reasons involved in that. Uh. Um, well, also the fact that my dad is a shitty father, but right. that's another story. But um, yeah, like, and and... <laughs> And it, it's looking back, it's so funny, the contrast between her and my mom. Like, I don't understand how my dad went from mom to her. Literally two extremes. Yeah. Polar opposites. Like, I've seen my... Actually, I lied. I said I've never seen a vagina. I've seen my stepmom's vagina. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's... Yes, yeah, you did. Yep. I did. Wow. Well, not in that situation. I oh, mean, fuck. she just... 
like oh my got a new tattoo and it was like on her crotch and she just she's like it's a labia tattoo yeah. i'm like what the yeah fuck? it's it's john like 316 <laughs> you're like oh fuck no the religion threw threw out the window when he left <laughs> right that's what right. that's for sure how old were your parents uh when they had you uh 30 okay yeah so it's like a I feel like there's like, I know we hear about midlife crisis, but I think I feel like 30 is like, you know, the new quarter life crisis. So do you think there was like something there that was like, I know some days I'm like, what if this isn't me at all? What if I'm supposed to do this crazy other thing? Yeah, I think, I don't think it was so much a midlife crisis as uh, recognizing his identity. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, he was brought up very, very religious as well, like my entire family is. Um, and in a huge family of, there were six kids, and he has an uh, identical twin brother as well. And, you know, the twins were the the rebels in the family. They always got in trouble when they were teenagers. Um, but then, you know, they grew up and they were expected to be Christian men again. And so he did. He became that expectation um, and then he, I think eventually he just kind of realized, oh, this isn't me. Like, yeah, I want to get covered in tattoos and, um, you know, buy a Harley and blah, blah, blah. Like, Amen, dad. Amen. Yeah. And also be a horrible human. But amen. Yeah. <laughs> Peaks and valleys yeah. of humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So like uh, all of this, you know, it's interesting. Like, I feel like the majority of this conversation has surrounded has been has been sort of focusing on all of the things that has that has made sex life for l a, a sort of challenge or like this uphill battle mm-hmm. um and where you are today like in recognizing all of that right having the the capabilities to look back at your like your life's history and and to see and recognize all of that how do you how do you how do you relate to your your sex your sex you as a sexual being today you 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 and your your own sex life today i i feel like right now i'm like i had i had mentioned earlier um in the in my application that i feel like i'm just kind of starting to come into my own with mm-hmm. with my sexuality um, and by that, I mean, I'm probably at everybody else's level by like 18 at figuring their stuff no. out because I, I I just started watching porn. Um, like I just started figuring out what I might want to try. Um, I'm just starting to become comfortable, um, like, you know, being with new partners or, or thinking about being about with new partners, thinking about maybe, you know, like having a threesome one day maybe mm. or something like that. Whereas before the thought would have just destroyed me like i i wouldn't have been able to even think I about it i didn't mean to just yell out like no, <laughs> no. in the middle of that but i know sorry <laughs> wrong but i honestly well you're so like you're 27 or 28 mm-hmm. at this point and i i would say like from all the people we've talked to and from and ourselves and ourselves and all the people that i've like re- all the reading i've done like no i mean it's rare for sure to not maybe have been exposed to porn before that age but i it was definitely wasn't a part of my sex ed either Mm -hmm. and And also you're not it's not you're not gaining anything from porn yeah right i like and you're a woman and so yeah hormonally 
you are you are coming into you're coming yeah. into your prime. Well, hopefully, I, it let's counter, unpack counter that someday. The, the Maybe we should dive into that someday. Yeah, because that, that's a whole like thing about like, oh, 30s are your prime. Yeah, like, for a female. I remember, yeah, right. I don't know. Well, who knows? Conduct about that. a study. But one thing I I, I think I, I think we should address is that like I I I see where you're coming from, but at the same time, I feel like it's it's around this time in our age, you know, 26, 27, 28, like leading up to our 30s. Where for a lot of people, I think a lot of people, it's quite common for for them to figure out the things that they actually desire and the things that actually um, mean something to them sexually. And this the, is as far as we've gotten. Like, there's if there's any like 50, 60, 70 year olds listening, hey, to this are like probably young bucks. Yeah, you guys don't know. <laughs> you don't know shit. About. But like, I, I, even even someone who's like, yeah, you know what? I was like a I was a super promiscuous. Um, youngster who had plenty of sex, I I still feel like you don't really start to define yourself sexually until you have matured to a certain degree. And so, yes, although you might feel like you're you're where an 18-year-old would be, I think you've gone through that. You've gone through what that 18-year-old, your 18-year-old would go through. And you're just starting to find yourself just as... Someone who's had f- tons of sex has is now starting to find themselves where they're going, hey, you know what? All this stuff in the past, that wasn't me. And it does it wasn't something that actually resonated with me. And and I'm actually just starting now to figure out these are the things that I'm interested in, or these are the things that matter to me. I don't know. I I mean I, I don't want to be like speaking for you and again putting words in your mouth, but I also I also feel like I think that that kind of stuff just comes with age and with maturity well i I think too the maturity is as well (coughs) i bet you've been you sound like someone who's done like a lot of like personal reflection Mm. and i'm sure you have already dissected and unpacked all this stuff with your mom and your family (laughs) like before but then this anxiety thing comes up and you're like i thought you know, I thought I dealt with all the things I was going to have to deal with that pertain yeah. to who I am sexually. Like as a as a woman, I, f- I feel that sometimes I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I dealt with the I already processed the sex talk or lack of and like all the, you know, whatever that was going on around me. And now I should be good. But like I think anxiety or something new that stumbles into your se- sex life and affects you is like, oh, yeah, for fuck's sake. And, and especially like the all of the shame. I mean, I, I still have some of that for certain things um and it affected like i um i never tried masturbation until i was 21 22 and that was because you felt ashamed uh yeah i i thought it was you know bad i I can't do it like it just it made me uncomfortable you'll grow hair on on the palms of your hands it it just the thought of it made me uncomfortable because of everything I grew up with and um and because of that I didn't know what I liked I didn't know so um it it's funny I uh the first time I had an orgasm was at 21 and my boyfriend at the time who gave me said orgasm I told him I had I had never had one before he's like yeah 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 whatever whatever and after like a couple of months I finally had one and I was like oh my god <laughs> what is this and he's like yeah and i'm like you're the first person to ever do that he's like yeah whatever no i'm not i'm like nope for real like why would you not believe that What? and you know i i was always up front like anybody that i slept with i was always up front like almost almost just so that 
to to stop embarrassment i'm like i i just can't like i it's not a thing that i can do don't worry about it um and they'd all be like yeah okay sure whatever and i'm like do do women just say this like why does yeah why right. does nobody believe me man I, if someone told me you just gave me my first ever orgasm i would be, be stoked dancing in the streets <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd run out to fucking me. pizza corner and be like i did it <laughs> he's like no that's just something girls say to make boys feel good my best friend said she was gonna go out and get me a cake and have like Congrats on your big O. Just like a wet, just the wet emoji on the top of it. That sounds like, I mean, I think that that goes hand in hand with uh, this, this line of greeting cards that my sister and I have (laughs) joked about starting. And the first card that we invented was congratulations on your first abortion. Ah, or yeah, congratulations that's, on your abortion. That's a great one. Uh, yeah, but that would be a good. That would be a great yeah, one too. Yeah. Congratulations on your, on your big O. Uh, <laughs> well, so how do you how do you feel now about your vagina? What are your What are your thoughts on your vagina today? I, better. Uh, I'm not as self conscious or anything. Like I used to be. Like if you're gonna go down on me, like I have to have lights off. Like you know, maybe even like throw oh. you under covers so you wow. can't see anything. Like, um, and now definitely now that I realize i have a normal looking vagina i'm not like some mutant uh yeah it's a lot better um lights can stay on great yeah (laughs) um and i feel more comfortable with like letting someone go down on me for longer than three minutes before i'm like nope nope come tap tap get up like (laughs) and what is that you're like you must be you you must i'm worried about you down there and your happiness you should come back up here even though it feels so good I, I well I, I get in my own head back to the anxiety just wrecking shit up um but yeah I get in my own head and overthink like oh I'm taking too long he's gonna think this he's gonna be tired and then blah 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 and yeah so that destroys it a little bit but yeah no I get that working on it working on it yeah <laughs> well this was uh this was a great conversation I I love this I know I I, I, I want to like just kudos to you for for being open to like to talk about all that stuff and talk about the the shit that was like that's hard mm-hmm. the hard stuff about sexuality and coming into your own sexuality like th- you know this is this is what this podcast is for you know it's like yeah sure sometimes we'll get people in here and they're like i'm a kink expert and i love having my nipples tweaked and like <laughs> that shit's fucking fun but you know what else is really interesting and fun to talk about is this kind of stuff like the real the real shit that comes up the when, lineage yeah, of the, sexuality. yeah exactly. <laughs> did you have things on that let's see so I just yeah yeah there, what do we there was one thing and it was actually the thing i thought you guys would bring up from my application okay um and it was uh when i when i was younger i used to think i had a mini penis oh okay. yeah right yes. yeah right right because um and i, I this was related to what you were saying like everybody has different vaginas like small clits big clits whatever mine's like i guess like big ish um but again i didn't ever see a vagina that you know we were told about this magical clitoris but i thought it was like somewhere inside you so i didn't know what this was Mm. and so i literally up until i had my first pap i thought i had a mini penis so how did you find out you didn't I went to my <laughs> doctor and she didn't say anything. That was it. She wasn't okay. like, boo, yeah. you've got a little penis <laughs> I down was here. fully expecting like, whoa, what is this? Right. Has but anyone ever talked to you about this? 
That's that's a wow. That's a that's an intense moment. How old were you when you got your first pap? Uh, I think I was like seventeen. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Do you like? Is it a clit that's like out of the hood, kind of? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, right. Like little nubby, yeah. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, See, it's so I, funny like, because like that's so not not. It is out of the norm. Little like, penis. It's, it's just it. Well, it is technically a little penis. <laughs> like that's uh, that's what the that's what drops out to become the penis. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 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 Like in in utero. Yeah. When you, you start be- as a female, but once you start to turn male, your 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 clit goes and, and your just, ovaries fall out. That's right, yeah, <laughs> they turn into balls. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's so funny because like that's not that that's not uncommon. Yeah, but you know, no, like, they don't. You know, they don't talk about that in school. What it looks like, or um, I gotta find and the my name mom of this, never this book from you know, Venus this vagina. Talk, no, so. you never see it with skin. You always see it just like l- literally like peeled open, like yeah. some, someone's dissected it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like cartoon version that just shows nothing. Yeah. You're like, I might as well be looking at the peach. I might (laughs) might as well be looking at a piece of fruit. Uh, I think I found that book. I believe. Let me just see here. Which book? The Joy of Sex? I would love to look at that book again. Honestly, I remember looking at that book with my friends in the family library and like thinking I heard someone coming and like closing it and putting it back (laughs) away. It's a, it's a, and the guy is like, the, the images are the same two people over and over and over again through the book. So you're like, oh, they have a loving, very physical relationship. (laughs) This, this could be it. 199 Vaginas, the ultimate photo collection. Uh, Vaginas, vaginas, and even more vaginas feel like a gynecologist when you look how close. So I know what I'm getting my nieces when they uh, hit puberty. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh my god! I should give that to my niece for her fucking seventeenth birthday. I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't want to give the the name because I'm sure there's like more than one book out there. But um, I'll see if I'll try to find it and bring it up in the podcast. You know, in a maybe in a foreplay or something. But I, that book, it when I, I remember when I looked at it, I was like, this is a really important book. Because it, it, the whole thing was just, and not yeah. in a pornographic way. Oh, not at all. No, yeah. it's it's like, it's like come in here, take your pants off, sit there. Here's some like really like just bright lights, bright lights, and we're gonna take a picture. And like we don't give a shit what's going on with your pubes. Like it's just we want to see all the pubes. We're like if. You, any you, little little bits of toilet paper stuck in there? I fuck, dude, I bet you if you look close enough, someone probably came in with a little bit of string sticking out. I think that's so important, though, that, you know, young girls, I like teenage, so see something like that because it's hard to be comfortable having sex when you're not comfortable with your own vagina. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. how, how are you supposed to <clears throat> enjoy someone else touching it, seeing it, whatever, mm-hmm. when you don't even know when you're not even comfortable with it like and you haven't even seen it yeah like mm. i never did that with the you know the mirror and everything no oh no. my god oh, I, I was i, I was I, terrified of going down there no I, hands went down there yeah. nothing i can't imagine <laughs> i'm so like i'm so familiar and so down with my dick like i love the penises way my are look. just out there yeah. all the time yeah. I'm easy yeah. maintenance i'm so jealous of the easy maintenance oh it's my pretty gosh. great it's pretty it's yeah it's pretty awesome <laughs> um well this is orgasms we got better you orgasms. Do, yeah. And we can have more than one. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's sleepy time once I have one. <laughs> it's time for a nap. Um, well, Elle, I thank you. Thank you so much for coming in and having this chat with us. 
Thanks for having me. This was fun. And thank you all so much for listening. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with another uh, tantalizing, fantastic, spectacular, vagina-filled episode. Um, And in the meantime, two things that would just mean the world to us. Number one, head on over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and uh, subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. Rate us. Review us. We love reading the reviews, even if they're shit reviews. If you you want to shit all over me because I talk too much, do it. (laughs) I love reading those reviews. Um, and, uh, and even more importantly than that, head on over to patreon.com slash termion. Uh, we just launched a Patreon page. Bridie and I do this. Um, it, it's a, it's a labor of love. Um, we work other jobs and this is this, we're putting a lot of work into this project itself and, uh, your support just would speak volumes and we would love if you just, you know, help us keep this little married podcast going. Yeah. We want to come visit you too. Yeah, that's the other thing is we want to like go to different cities to speak with people about their sexual experiences, their sexual origin stories. Yeah, their sexual debuts. Their debuts. Yes, and uh, in addition to that, you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram, we publish a cute little booty photo every Sunday. Lots of butts up there. Jeremy's really good at like just fine-tuning those images and selecting captions that i have chosen from the internet <laughs> yeah uh my favorite job of the week and uh big thank you to rich O'Coin and to emily sorry for the theme music and the the uh segway music segway music that's the word <laughs> uh it means a lot we love you guys' work and and we're so happy to have you be a part of this podcast if you have a question or you want to be on the show hit us up at termionpodcast.com until next week go fuck yourself Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.